what happens is every day we have the show show opener, and then somebody didn't put a talk break in after it. So this is how we open the show with a commercial every day. And that's every totally day. my fault. Totally my fault. And every do what twice a week? Well, not anymore because you're only doing the show once a week. But I got to tell, I have to put the talk break in every other day because I've come over there and remember. Oh, but oh, I expect you to remember. I should remember. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, that's my excuse. Is I only do it once a week now, Dad. But now. We'll put Mark on it. Yeah. I'll, I wrote myself a note, which means I'll remember to ask him, because he's definitely the brains of the morning operation, no doubt about that. See how he can do it. So, hey, good afternoon. This is Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at com, And I don't need to look at that. And on Facebook Live. I'm Mike Hayes. He's Rick Solon. Here we are. What's going on? How was your weekend? Doing anything fun? Um, Doing anything bad? I feel like I shoveled a lot. Did you? I, sho- I shoveled all my... I have like a 100-yard driveway, and then my neighbor's okay. got like a 100-yard driveway. So really? he's 80, so wow. I'll do his. Is it really that... I mean, it's long. It's a, yeah, long. literally. Is it, literally. Is it blacked up? Uh, yeah. It used to not be, but yeah. You do it with a plow or a snowblower or what? Depends on how I'm feeling. I have a 1976 garden tractor that my oh, dad gave me. Yeah? And then I got one of them paddlers, a wheel horse. A wheel horse? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Oh, so man. I think everyone in our neighborhood can hear when I'm That's okay. Uh, I, I, the, the, uh, the tractor that I drove more often than not when I was uh, in, uh, in high school was a simplicity. But the first garden tractor my dad bought to cut the grass and do stuff was a wheel horse. That's <laughs> nice. Horse, yeah. Kind of square in the front. Yeah. Yeah, real, uh, real Edsel-y looking. Absolutely a wheel horse. I think everyone appreciates, too, when I kind of wander home at about midnight and start getting, I get the tractor out. It doesn't matter what time. I'm like, oh, 1 o'clock, I'm going to do it right now. And so, well, that's why they hate you. Yeah, yeah. you're doing it at 1 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like that at all. No. I probably called the neighbor. But then at 7 a.m. when the when the guy in the summer is mowing his lawn, well, I, I I don't want to do that. Either. No, yeah, but I'm sure he doesn't care at that point. Right. He's full. And he's honestly, good. honestly, I don't know if anyone can actually hear my tractor because I'm kind of up in the woods. But because no one's ever, I've never the police turned it on. And, by. No, no, that's not gonna happen. Hey, could you cut that out? Then all the neighbors, even though it, uh, the neighbor who complained lives across the valley, yeah. 35 miles away, because he can hear it bouncing yeah. off all the. Time. The only neighbor that does say something is the one whose snow blo- driver driveway I snow blow, and oh. he can't complain because no, no, it's done. Even though I'm stuck there all yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a friend of mine posted on Facebook a couple of pictures of of driveways that had recently been plowed in by the truck, by the uh, city snowplow trucks. That is a lose-lose job. Being a snowplow driver in a city is uh, because there is no snowplow driver who does the job correctly. Just ask anybody that owns a driveway. <laughs> that's, that's really, that's, I mean, that's tough. He's just going to, like, your driveway's just going to get plowed in, right? There's nothing the snowplow driver can do about Absolutely it. Absolutely not, except that he's the guy who gets the blame. Yeah. Because you just plowed your driveway out, it looks great. And, yeah. and he goes by, and now it's, and the snow that he puts at the end of your driveway, not on purpose, not a malicious thing. I just happened to be standing in my front door when he went by, right. and now there's a 75-foot-tall. Yeah. That snow weighs a ton. Yeah, it does. The snow that fell out of the sky is one thing to snow blow or shovel. The snow that's deposited at the end of your driveway at 30 miles an hour by the snowplow truck 
That's a different thing. Yeah, because it's like a mixture of like the salty, melted oh, it's snow. it's heavy and it's packed. When it hits the berm on the one side of my driveway, it just slams in there and it turns into... And if Can you don't we, get it out of there right away, it's white concrete in a heartbeat. What if we invent something quick in the next hour that alleviates that problem somehow? It would be the uh, flame-throwing... <laughs> you know, if you could get a, a gas-powered or an electric leaf blower that instead of blowing just air would blow either very hot air or flames. Or just instead of a snow plow, a snow blower, like a giant. Like if you could go 40 with a snow blower, that would be oh, interesting. Oh, sure. Have and you, then you're just shooting rocks in the, in the yeah. house. No, over the house. Over the house. Over the house, into the neighborhood, you know, way behind. Sure, yeah, sure. sure. Something like that. That's, it, there's, it's not a win-win situation. Uh, I feel badly for those guys that get uh, piled on. Well, it's funny, too, because those guys are in their car, for, or in the, in the trucks for probably like 8, 12 hours. At least. And then go home for a shift and then come back and do yeah. it again. And you know what's really interesting? They all have driveways, too. So it's not like <laughs> all these people that are yelling oh, at the snowplow drivers like they're all stupid. Like they've never experienced the truck, you know, the driver. That they know they work with the guy who snowplows their neighborhood, that would be and great. he plowed them in. If you followed one, and you knew where a guy yeah. lived, and you followed him, because he's doing his neighborhood, oh, sure, sure, see yeah. how he does his. Oh, yeah. look at he stopped for his driveway, well, and then he some really, angle stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. I live on a corner, which apparently is a place, when the truck comes around the corner from the street next to me, Hickory Street, and then he stops on 12th right in front of my house, right in, right in the middle of my property, he stops. Okay. And then he backs up, and he does the other side of Hickory. Yeah. Because that's the way they plow the streets in my neighborhood. Right. Uh, they try to do both sides of any particular street every time they do it. The issue is, for me, and is that when, this, when the plow driver stops and he backs up, that pile of snow that he's been pushing is now sure. sitting right there in front of my house. Yeah. And if the 12th Avenue snow plow guy goes by... Before the hickory guy can get around the corner and move that little pile, that guy pushes the snow with whatever he's pushing plus that new that pile, giant pile right into my driveway. Right. It's the, you know, the, the uh, bummer of living on a corner, I guess. Because I asked about that one day when a snowplow driver was backing up. I waited yeah. and walked over and asked him, hey, is this the, you know, he explained, it's just the bummer you live on a corner. Yeah. Sorry, dude. And he threw his beer can at you. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, no, they're all super nice guys. I would never pile on... Never ever pile on a snowplow driver. Yeah, maybe that would be the case. (laughs) Never pile on a snowplow driver. (laughs) No, that would be. You never want to get into an argument with a snowplow driver because he is gonna have the last word. Period. Yeah, like a snowplow driver. What else? A waiter or a cook, right? You know, don't don't really want to argue with them because you never know what you're gonna get for your next meal. Like you're gonna get spit burger or something. Oh, Josh sent us, uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you ne- it's like yelling at your waitress that your meal has been poorly cooked because that's a great way to endear yourself to the people who touch your plate of food right. before they give it to you. Uh, uh, Josh, I have never seen the plow stopper. Oh, he sent a video. Look at that YouTube video and see if that's, if that's worth uh Sharing, you're talking about the plow stopper, a thing that that uh, must be a, a block of, you know, it's probably not plywood, probably made out of fiberglass or something. 
that goes up across the end of your driveway so that when the snow plow goes by, the snow bounces off the end of your driveway and keeps going so it doesn't fill your driveway with, with uh, snow? That's a great idea. I wouldn't be surprised if they have. I used to live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in a, uh, in a previous life, and, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if there are places, places uh, up there, homes and neighborhoods and so forth, up along US 2 and 28 and some of those. We can talk about that. Well, what's, what's on your mind? We have had the most spirited conversation about uh, border walls and uh, illegals and paying for cheap fruit and a minimum slash living wage. And if you would like to continue any of that conversation, I'm all over it. For decriminalizing marijuana, the governor is going to start that process. How do you like that? Illinois will begin the process of moving its minimum wage to $15 an hour. And real, there's always interesting conversation on our Facebook page, the WIZM Facebook page, about minimum wage and having to work two jobs to support your family and so forth. And then, of course, the completely heartless, thoughtless, rude people who add, and if you'd stop buying $1,200 iPhones and get off your lazy butt and uh, re- rework your budget a little bit, of course you can pay for a life, just like everybody else. Because, you know, that guy over there uh, certainly understands uh, how to walk in your shoes. Rude, but uh, it pushes the conversation a little, little further. I'd be happy to entertain your thoughts there. Buying e-cigarettes, it may become illegal for minors to buy them in Wisconsin soon. I think that's probably a good idea. You know, I know that legislating your health is not something many of you think is a good idea. But let's face it, even you have members of your own family who are too stupid to take care of themselves. Right? Aren't it? No? Am I wrong? 785-7914 when you've got a minute. Conversation this morning, a lot of the conversation this morning, had as much to do with the rule of law than it did about, about uh, the, uh, building a wall. Because I think there are an awful lot of people, and correct me, and please feel free to join this conversation. I am paraphrasing some of the conversation that took place uh, by uh, listeners that called this morning or that sent us a text on the Better Hearing Center talking text line, and it would basically be impossible. for You know, we had dozens and dozens this morning, and it would be impossible for me to find any of those old texts, so I'm not going to. But if you did send any of that uh, in uh, in conversation about uh, something other than the wall. The rule of law. The bottom line for a number of people that have been in touch with this program or that have been uh, have made their, their uh, thoughts known on the website was basically the rule of law. Less about building a wall than there's a, there's a law. There's a number of laws that say, in essence, you are not allowed to come to the United States of America from anywhere Without a passport, without any documentation, you are not allowed to get off an airplane, walk across the tarmac, get into a taxi cab, and disappear into America, never to be seen again. That is against the law. It's also against the law to walk 1,200 miles in your bare feet, eating bugs, really hungry, dirty face, bunch of babies, get to the border, and be allowed to walk into America get into a cab, and disappear, never to be seen again. And then later on, get some help from 
wherever some very helpful, worthy causes who now want to give you resources that used to be given to American citizens to help them in their time of need. And there isn't enough to do that because we're feeding these. And how can you be angry? It's easy to be angry from with that guy who got off the airplane in Maine without a passport and disappeared into America because he had an airplane ticket so clear, and clothes and shoes. So we're, we're mad at him because he's clearly, that's a rich guy trying to disappear into America. But you can't be angry with this mom and her babies and their bare feet and they're hungry and they're crying and their dad and their uncle and their brother died in, in the back of that truck that the coyote was bringing here last month and abandoned and everybody in the truck died so you feel really badly for them. Of course you feel badly for them. And, and when you're done with that very sad story that everyone cries hearing, the law says you can't do that. You can't. I'm really sorry it's a sad story. It's a super sad story. Should there be a, a major, tremendous, outrageously huge revamping of the immigration laws? Absolutely. Kind of like the tax law? Should it be scrapped and start over? Should the immigration laws be scrapped and start over? But the argument that a lot of people have is, bring them in, we'll get them settled, and then we'll start working on the process to make them American citizens. And many, many people in America are saying, no, 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 no. You don't bring them in, hook them up, give them schooling, give them housing, give them jobs, and then start the process to turn them into American citizens. That's not how it works. That's not how it worked for your parents either, or your grandparents or your grandparents' grandparents. You know as well as I do that for a long time you had to have a sponsor. You had to have a job, or at least the promise of one when you got here. You can't just come here and hang out. And why is it that so many people are angry that at the border... Hungry families are there, and they should get special treatment. I think people are angry because we want to spend all this money building a wall, like an archaic wall. Like that's well, a wall. It's a simple. Money. Let's not call it archaic. It's very simple. It has one. There's no moving parts. You build it, and yeah, but it, costs it does a the trick. Ton of money, but and we could use that money for. For better purposes, like, even if it's border security, like we could use it in other ways. I'm not an expert on all the things. No, border security. neither am I. No, no, but I'm absolutely not. But I have not heard I, what I have heard people say is we could buy, buy drones and we can we can watch the border with drones. Yeah, and well, we could have then, drone fights because the drug dealers yeah, are okay, sending see, drugs over the wall with drones. Right. You know, then we need, you know. That's why we're not having well, the conversation well, because half the conversation gets into a video game fight, and the other half is just trying to keep illegal immigrants under control. Not necessarily out like, I hate you and I never want you to come here, but you, you, 1,500, 1,700, 800, however many hundred, you're not coming across the border three or four or five at a time. You're coming over 500, 700, at a, or trying, at a time, and expect us to be able to just absorb you in and then deal with you later. And there isn't a way to make that stop except a wall or a moat. How about the president start talking about build me a dig well, me a moat? What was it? Fill it with water and sharks if you want to be silly well, about well, it. Well, the Panama Canal, right? Do a do a sure. Mexican 
We'll just, we'll just cut off. The United States will be surrounded by water, and the only way you can get here is by swimming. Well, a lot of people's argument for the war on drugs is to end the laws against drugs, right? Like, just get rid of the drug laws and just, like, let drugs be, like, let anyone use whatever drugs they want. Yeah, I guess I've never heard that. But uh, Oh, just make drugs legal, right? Like, just like there was a war on alcohol at one point, right? And then we just made alcohol legal. Well, but it was legal, and then it was made illegal, and then it was made legal again. Marijuana was very similar to the cocaine. You're right. I think it's... There's, there's certainly an argument to the war on drugs being completely unsuccessful. Yeah. And those politicians who pretend that they can put more money involved and make a lot of headway and get a lot of votes by saying, I support the war on drugs. We have to get all the illegal drugs off the streets. We have to get all those criminals in jail. And then he walks down the street and makes a speech to another group that says, we need to figure out a way to get these nonviolent criminals out of our jails. Our jails are overflowing with nonviolent criminals. That's horrible. It's abhorrent. We can't have this. Vote for me and I'll fix it. Then he walks down the street and talks to a third group and says, you know what? It's really, really horrible that these people are being released into your neighborhood. We can't have that. Vote for me and I'll make sure that these nonviolent, illegal former drug dealers that shouldn't, can't be in jail, can't be arrested, can't be released into your neighborhood are all... I don't know, shipped to an island where nonviolent drug dealers get to spend the rest of their lives. Australia. Uh, in Australia. I think that's well, been Well, the argument done. there, though, like if we make all drugs legal, then there's no war on drugs. Well, let's, like, make immigration legal. Like, don't, they just don't have open borders, essentially, and then we don't have this problem anymore. Right, let's we have what, open borders. Let's see what kind of problems are, happen then. Are you, are you even remotely tiny serious, or well, are you like, what, what that happened? is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard, ever, in the history of things that you've said this, that are ridiculous. This is the guy that was lucky enough to be born here. Oh, you know. yeah, absolutely. But I don't expect to wish that I could go to France because they have better cheese and just pack a suitcase, get on an airplane, fly to France, For and cheese. say, here I am, cheese and wine. That's my passion. So you better welcome me. Oh, and by the way, I'm hungry. Yeah. So I need some food. But you're privileged to be able to do that. I can't walk over to France. Neither can I. <laughs> I can't walk. To, no one can walk to France. Right. You fly there. Or you take a boat. Just like anybody else who wants to go to France. You're killing me. We'll be right back. Lacrosse Talk PM on 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at it's, uh What is it? 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. I'm Mike Hayes. Uh, in this afternoon on Mondays, you and me on Mondays for a free-for-all Monday. I appreciate your attention and your uh, phone calls. Josh, I want to just go, I'm going to take care of a little business and then we're going to get uh, back over there to the phones. Josh sent me a little YouTube video of, and I had seen that before, Josh. I didn't know it was called a, a plow stopper, a little uh, device that goes on a grader, and they're using it in Canada or maybe up north someplace, uh, that uh, the uh, grader pops a little blade down that keeps the snow from filling a street or a driveway. And the video that you uh, shared, and thank you very much for that, I had seen before. Did you notice, Josh, that the grader was driving down a pretty rural street? And he puts that uh, plow stopper down when he crosses a street, and then the next space is a yard, and it's big. I mean, it's a pretty long yard, and it's down for the driveway, and then it's up for the 
the you know it wouldn't work. I don't think on 23rd Street or 22nd in downtown Lacrosse, that thing would be going up and down so much because the yards are so much smaller, driveways are so much closer together. But uh, but a reasonable idea for sure. Tom asked a question: uh, Would a $15 minimum wage uh, wage raise a person's tax bracket? ending as a greater withholding in lieu of a bigger tax return? Tom, I don't know the answer to that, but I don't know that your hourly wage has anything to do with your tax bracket. I mean, if you make a million dollars an hour, but you only work four seconds a week, you know what I'm saying? You make $100 an hour, but you only work for five minutes, then you're not in a new tax bracket because you didn't even work an hour. Somebody makes 15 bucks minimum wage. You're talking about 40 hours. Maybe that's what you're inferring. 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week. Will that change their tax bracket from whatever, if, from zero to some money? Sure. Will there be withholding? Sure. If they, if it's just a single person or a person with some deductions, sure. Uh, I'm not sure what your point is beyond that. Uh, and, Phil, I did not know. I'm going to have to look further into that. Phil sent uh, a text uh, also talking about the holding areas. I did not know, for instance, that uh, the holding area, I did know that they hold 49,000 people. The Democrats tried to reduce that number. But 49,000 people who can be held for 20 days. I did not know that after 20 days, those 49,000 people are released into the United States of America to find their way every 20 days. I did not know that. So if that is correct, if we're getting 49,000 people in this country every 20 days, that's a lot of people coming into this country every day. And that does, uh, while Rick's still in the newsroom, that does rise to the level of emergency, in my opinion, my personal opinion. Is that wrong? The money spent processing 49,000 people every 20 days far overwhelms the cost of a border barrier. Is Phil off base? 785-7914, the phone number. I'd love to know what you think. Let's get to it. Uh, caller. Oh, Eric, good afternoon. Bud, you're on the air. What's on your mind? I uh, listen to Scott Robert Shaw's comments. Yep. Every day. And I could not be, most of the time I could not be more 180 degrees opposed to what he says. The guy is an absolute liberal hack. No. Well, that's his opinion, and he's entitled to his opinion. So whether he's a hack or not is different than, is he a liberal? You bet. That's fair. That's fair. fair. Uh, I was telling him my opinion. Right. Now I tell you another opinion. President Trump's executive order is exactly the right thing to do. We gotta stop this invasion of our country, these illegal aliens. And if, do you want to call me a racist because I oppose because they're Mexican? You can call me that. But I've told you the point is, this is not right. These people are are raiding our borders, and we cannot stop them. I, I don't care what anybody says. President Trump is right. Thank you. Thank you. Seven eight five seven nine one four. The phone number. It's Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. Good afternoon, caller. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, a couple things. Uh, I think I'll upset a lot of people with this comment, and uh, don't 
really think it's worth discussing, but I, I think we should put a moratorium on immigration for about five years and try to get a handle on how we should and can do it effectively. But the real reason I called <laughs> is because uh, I, I would like to know why we as citizens and taxpayers have to pay our federal government employees to have today off with pay just because it is President's Day. I, I for the life of me, don't understand that I'm actually a veteran, and I have to work on Veterans Day, but most and most veterans do, yet the government workers get that day off. And what really is upsetting is, so when we do give people off without paying, in other words, when they, when they have the day off and don't produce a product yet still get paid, it makes it very difficult to compete with the rest of the world. And we are global now. We have to compete with the rest of the world, yet uh, that added expense, uh, it does make it more difficult for us to compete. So but I, I got a campaign going. I'm trying to eliminate all federally funded holidays. Only, not the holiday, but the fact that we pay anybody to have the day off um, just because it's a holiday. Yeah. All right. Well, because they're government workers, they don't produce anything. So by way of competition against the world, government workers in competition to other federal, other government workers from other countries, I don't know what, what kind of days off they get. The federal workers in Germany and France and Italy work uh, five days a week. All the time, fifty-two weeks a year. You are very accurately correct there, Mike. Uh, there are many other uh, people who are uh, paid by um, some kind. In other words, even in many cases, if it's a union situation, they are forced to pay the employee and have the day off. Uh, so it just, um, I, I don't understand it. I, I have no problem with having a holiday. We can name every day a holiday. That's fine. But to pay people, especially government employees, uh, I think is wrong, and um, it's, it's a slap in the face. I, when I go back to the veterans example, most veterans are working on Veterans Day, but the government employees who may not be veterans have the day off also in many cases. I can't disagree with it's kind of crazy. Thanks very much for your call, Tom. I appreciate it. I can't disagree that uh, that it does. It seems crazy that federal workers get a number of crazy days off, you know, like President's Day, for gosh sakes. You know, there's uh, even it used to be banks and the post office. Now it's mostly just the post office. Banks even realized, hey, we can't close our doors because the guy across the street who's not closing his doors is going to eat our lunch on that day. Even if, if for the same reason that uh, Tom's upset, you just randomly get the day off. How do I deal with that whole situation rather than get upset about it? I fall back on wise words given to me by a, a former boss when I wondered, how come they get and we don't? And the answer was, they get what they get, and you get what you get. If you want what they get, you got to go be one of them. If you want a fabulous vacation layout and get federal holidays uh, to not have to work, if you want that kind of stuff, you want to be furloughed when non-essential workers uh, have to go home because you've got a bunch of money saved up, you, then go be a federal worker. But uh, other than that, I'm not sure how to go around changing any of that. It is what it is. Vote no when they put up another uh, or when they vote to move a holiday to a Monday so that it can be celebrated as a long weekend. Does it, in my opinion, then lose all of its luster when 
Washington's birthday isn't on Washington's birthday, nor is it on Lincoln's birthday, nor is it ever. Well, once every seven years, it's on Lincoln's birthday, isn't it? Lincoln's, uh, you know, it's not even on their birthdays. We're just lumping them together and having a mattress sale nationwide and no mail. I don't know. I don't know how much business, how, how much business were you angry that you couldn't do today because the office you wanted to talk to was closed? Any? Does anybody wake up on Tuesday thinking, oh, man, I'm up to my elbows in extra work now because I didn't work yesterday because I had the day off because it was federal holiday? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that you're going to get an awful lot of people waving your flag, Tom. But I appreciate the call. Anybody, maybe... Maybe I'll certainly entertain more conversation about that. 785-7914, the phone number. It is lacrosse.pm, brought to you by our very good friends at Habitat for Humanity. Caller, good afternoon. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, um, I'm first-time caller. Um, I think that I'm fine with immigrants just coming in legally. It's when they come in illegally that we need to put a stop to it. I agree. And things like like you get excuse me um and for President's Day, I mean yeah, it's a good holiday. Um, I know there was some schools in the area that was closed for today. Were there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I I think Alaska was closed. If I correct. I, I don't know how many schools were closed today. Maybe all of them. I, my kids aren't in school anymore, so I guess I pay a little less attention to the school schedule. Yeah. But um, so maybe that all schools should be closed on President's Day is what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know if you want all schools to be closed on President's Day. I mean, it would be nice for the kids. Yeah. For the students. I get it. But uh, at this point, since... uh, Thanks very much for your call. I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, I'm not sure that anybody cares about what's nice for the students. It would be nice to give them a day off. You're right, Phil. I was trying so hard to remember. I heard that this morning and was trying to remember what I heard. The Uniform Holiday Act from... uh, I didn't remember that it was 1968, but the Uniform Holiday Act invented... Monday holidays. <laughs> uh, that would that did crack me up. Uh, did crack me up. I don't think banks are open today. At least uh, Wells Fargo wasn't. So are all banks? Maybe a bunch of them are still closed. I thought I'd heard that uh, there was a bank or two that was open. Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Al asked me a question. Al, uh, anonymous listener, how many people sneak across the border from Canada every day? I have no idea. I don't know. They're pretty sneaky, Al. I have no idea. I have no idea how many people sneak across successfully in Texas. Because if they're successful, they snuck across the border. They didn't get caught. Now, if you're asking how many people get caught trying to sneak across the border from Canada, probably not very many. Probably not very many, just saying. I don't know. Tom says, I thought the the Postal Service wasn't part of the government. I don't know. I thought they were. I could be wrong. Are they their own special 
entity? Uh, another L, anonymous listener, maybe we can change work weeks to four days with a three-day weekend. You would not even be, the. I am sure there have been dozens, uh, not the first, hundreds maybe of conversations at a political level in Washington or in a state. I know that plenty of hospitals, my sister-in-law used to work, uh, Quick Trip does that. A lot of businesses that uh, work many, many hours, four-day weeks. You work four tens. And you get three days off. Four tens, three days off. Lots and lots of businesses do that. Lots of businesses do that. So, so could they do it again? I, I don't know. Ultra. So credit unions were open. Maybe banks are closed. Credit unions are open. I'm guessing it is at their discretion. They can do what they want. Be open if they want or close if they want. It is certainly not uh, mandatory. 785-7914, the phone number. It's the Crosstalk BM. Connor, good afternoon. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, Mike. Uh, hey, I was thinking about that border deal, you know, and these people coming across. Uh-huh. Everybody thinks they ought to be able to just walk in there. Uh-huh. I mean, years ago, we went to England. We had to get a passport. We had to go through all the paperwork. We couldn't just fly over in that country around as long as we wanted to, you know. It's like... I don't get why everybody's so upset when we have to adhere to rules to go into a different country and, and nobody else does when they come into this country. I, I don't agree with it. I, well, some control. That's Isn't that the key? You want as many people to come to America as would like to come to America, but you need to you need to do it in an orderly fashion. Don't you need right. to sort of... I mean, they come legally, absolutely, but I mean... Just because they can walk here, I mean, they could they could walk to England. England wouldn't let them in, but they're right. not a bad guy. Well, yeah. plenty of plenty of countries, and thanks very much. You make some some very good points. Plenty of countries in Europe stopped the migration trains, the trains that were coming into different countries with migrants from from Arab countries were being stopped. You're not coming here. We can't handle you, any more train. Loads of immigrants escaping violence in their own country. We can't. We, we're out of. We're, we, we're stopping. We're using our military to stop you. And although we really, really don't want to shoot you with the guns that we are pointing toward you, if you don't get off the train and start walking back, there's going to be a problem here. But if you do that in America, you are a horrible, horrible person. Because everyone should be welcome in America with open arms and a job and a driver's license and school because, you know, there's evil rich people that will pay for it, right, forever, right? 785-7914, the phone number. What's on your mind? Lacrosse Talk PM on 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at com and at 785-7914 in case you'd like to give us a call. Or shoot me a text on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Phil correctly remembered that President's, well, I think President's Day, specifically for Lincoln and Washington, but uh, Bill Clinton, during his presidency, announced that President's Day would, would be from that day forward in his mind, and I don't know if he made an official proclamation, that President's Day was to honor all presidents of the United States. So there you go. So official uh, federal holidays, and if you if you want what they have, then you got to go be a federal worker to get federal days off. 
785-7914, the phone number. Let's get back to it. Number three, you're on the air, buddy. What's on your mind? How you doing, pal? I'm all right. I'm all right. What are you thinking? That's good. See, I think some night we should put out an all-points bulletin so Mitch Reynolds calls in so we know he's still alive. I think Rick talks to him every once in a while. I think he's oh, okay. still alive. Yeah, I, yeah. I checked out at the Vernon County Jail the other day, and he wasn't down there. No? Well, he's keeping his keeping his nose clean, I guess. That's uh, probably a good thing. He said he's never called into a talk show, so I think he should call in some night and talk. Well, uh, I can only make that suggestion. I can't make him do it. Well, maybe he's listening. Uh, it might. He's, he's got about 45 seconds to call me right now. Well, maybe tomorrow, Mike. Thanks. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thanks, number three. Yeah. I I don't know because I haven't spoken to uh, I haven't spoken to Mitch since he retired uh, from radio. I know that he has a good job out of radio, and I know that Rick talk, Rick talks to him every now and then, and that's all I know. So I know he's still alive. I know he's doing well. I know he's happy to be out of radio, and that's all there is to it. Boy, Jeff, I wish I had time to talk to you, but in 25 seconds, i got to make room for CBS and Dave Ramsey coming up right after that. So so thank you very much for talking with me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Did tax cuts benefit the economy? Our people poll question and conversation for tomorrow morning, along with whatever else is on your mind, because I'm always curious to know what else is on your mind. That's Lacrosse Talk on WIZM Lacrosse.